0: Hello there, friends and loyal listeners. Welcome to another scintillating episode of Bridging the Digital Divide. This is Lisa Kapala here with you, and I have Brad McKenna on loan from the library as always. Hello, Brad. Hey, Lisa. How are you?
1: Pretty good. How are you doing?
0: Good, good. I'm so glad that the weather is clearing up out there. It's not a thousand degrees outside. Same. So, not too bad for you to get over here today and visit with us. And you brought a friend along with you, Eric Barraby, who is the library associate for marketing technology. Whoa, mouthful there.
2: Yep, that's a long title. Hi.
0: Woohoo. Hi. Welcome. How long have you been with the library, Eric?
2: Um, so, me and the library have, uh, I guess, an interesting story.
0: Oh, well, do tell.
2: So, I started working at the library in high school as a page. Oh. And I worked there for a year or two. And then I went to college. I went to right? UMass Lowell. Me too. For graphic yeah. design. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Was it uh, University of Lowell? Oh,
0: so, very funny. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, it was not. I, I'm old, but not that no. old. But no, no, no. It's I'm not insulted.
2: Keep, okay. keep going though. Um so <laughs> I went to yeah, UMass Lowell for graphic yeah. design good, and good. then um graduated in the midst of the pandemic. Ooh, so it wow. was it was 2020 I did my second half of senior year online. Yikes. Um didn't get to walk or anything, Aww. which I'm not too uh upset about cuz I'm yeah. kind of like an introvert, kind of like stay at yeah. home kind of guy. Okay. Um, but um Yeah, after that, I was just kind of looking around for a job in graphic design, like marketing, technology, that kind of field, and wasn't really finding anything. So Mm. I contacted the library again, and they took me back, and I've had a couple of promotions since I came back in 2020. So, yeah. Well,
0: welcome, welcome to the hot seat. We'll try to make it as easy for you as possible. I do want to ask you, though, when we say page, I know what it means because, Mm -hmm. you know, me with my cane, I know what a page is. But can you explain to the listeners who you guys are laughing at me? I can see it from here. Um, But what is a page? What are the responsibilities of a page? And we don't mean P-A-G-E, which would be kind of cool if because you guys do books. But mm -hmm. that's not what
2: we mean. Right, yeah, so it, it's actually the same exact spelling, too. Oh, uh, a library page is, really? a, is, is a P-A-G-E. Yeah. I did not
0: know that. I thought it was with an A-I. But okay, see the things you learn here, listening to the yeah. br- Bridging the Digital Divide, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what did you do? What, is, so what does a page, a, a page do? a page
2: is just, like, the younger workers that work in the library, the high school students oh, that okay. um, shelf the books. Um, they grab books off the shelves for people that um, place books on holes. Okay. Um, they do, like, general cleaning stuff, like dusting wow. and...
0: So, like that, how is so. that different than an internship?
2: Um, so I th- you
0: must have been getting paid.
2: Yeah, as that's the a, a a difference. Yeah, I yeah. was. Yeah, a lot of
0: a lot of internships <laughs> are non-paid positions. Usually, mm-hmm. it's credit for school. Right. right. So, I would guess that that makes it a paid position. That's probably why it's yep, different. Yeah,
2: library uh, pages are definitely are paid.
0: Well, that's good.
2: That is good. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The. Uh, which it's nice. yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah.
0: Are you Wilmington-based yourself?
2: Um, so I grew up here Great. Uh, for the first 22 or 23 years of my life.
0: Oh, yeah. And
2: then uh, my family moved to Florida.
0: Oh, wow. And they
2: kind of were just like, you can either come with us to Florida, live with us rent-free, or you can stay here and get an apartment and start living on your own. And so I was like... I don't want to go to Florida. Right. So um, I just live with my girlfriend in an apartment in Lowell okay. now.
0: Yeah. We've That's where there. everybody starts out.
2: We've been there for three years. Nice. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So when you made the jump from page to library associate for marketing technology, I'm mm-hmm. sure there were a couple little steps in between there. Yep. What is what is different about what you do now?
2: So, yeah. So I went from page to just a regular library associate and that was like probably the biggest change because as a page you don't like really work on the desk or have mm-hmm. interactions with patrons. Okay. Um and so when I became a library associate, I had a lot of time like at the front desk, mm-hmm. um, answering the phones, checking out books and stuff to people. Cool. Um so that was like a big change. Learning the whole phone system was like the biggest challenge of becoming I get it. an associate. Uh, yeah, and then becoming going from associate to marketing t- and technology associate. Right. Or assistant, whatever. It yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Titles don't matter. here. Yeah.
2: Now I'm doing more graphic design. Cool. So making flyers for like events that are coming up, making like website banners. Nice. And then technology side of things. Brad's teaching me like some of the digitization services we're doing. Cool. Also like the general um, like computer software management systems like okay. Cassie and stuff like that. And so
0: obviously <laughs> your page position and then your mid position mm-hmm. helped you kind of like cross-training really, right? because now you have the background in everything that you're doing, so it makes more sense when you move to that higher level that you kind of already know what everybody else is doing. It makes it easier, I would
2: think. Exactly, yeah, it makes it a lot easier, yeah. Having the degree and like the the school background as well as the professional background just as a regular library associate, helps a
0: lot. Okay. Know? Let's switch over to my friend Brad here yeah. who's waiting patiently to talk to me. So tell me, uh, Brad, did you climb up through the ranks similarly to our friend Eric here or how did that work for you?
1: No. So, like, I started as a technology librarian eight years ago now. and the, the Right sh- at the top. It, well, sort of. <laughs> uh, so, like, I moved over from the private sector. And so, like, kind of okay. similarly to what Eric was saying is, like, yeah. I had the IT experience from my job, and then before I could even apply for the job I have now, I needed to go back to school and get my master's in library and information science. And so it was both of those. It was both the experience in IT and then the library school that allowed me to kind of like take the job where I am now. I am bowing down to Ah. you with your
0: master's. That is amazing. I'm glad you did that. And it benefits the town and yourself as well. So what is the difference between what you do, Brad, as a technology librarian, and what Eric does as a marketing and slash technology, does he help you with some of the services you offer? How does that work?
1: Yeah, so, so like he's back, he's like eventually when he's trained, when we have time enough to train him, he'll be like my backup. So cool. if like if the printer goes down or if the user management system goes down, he'll be able to troubleshoot that. And so I'm teaching him that now, but okay. right, off, right off the bat, he's been doing tech help. So he started Yay. his own tech drop-in tech help. And last month he was actually more popular than I was. I'm not bitter. Oh. But uh, um, he's starting to do that as well, and so, it's,
0: it's a youth thing. Yeah, I You'll know. get used to it, Brad. <laughs> <I see>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he's it's um, it, it's a work in progress because yeah. he's only we've only been there what a month, two months? Oh. Two months, three months. As a as yeah, one month, yeah, one so he's, month, yeah. So we just
0: and you came right on the right. show that yeah. fast. Wow, look how good we are here. So, Brad, I want to ask you, dealing with Eric and training him, because now I'm the older one nah. and you're the middle one. <laughs> yeah have you found that his technology level is different than your level and i kind of want to talk about yeah. we got three generations yeah. here of yeah. of technology folks right. and i'm the novice obviously but i mean how, are you finding that the communication between you two is somewhat of a challenge because there's stuff that you might not be privy to in his genre.
1: So like I don't have a graphic design degree so like uh creating the gra- the images is like, something I can do but he can mm-hmm. do it a lot quicker and a lot better than I can and like his exposure is gives his him a different way of looking at the technology we're talking about ah. like being uh, introduced to like gaming so young yeah. he was a big gamer like that it's a different way of looking at technology than me like my introduction to like online was like America online stuff like right. that so like It's very. That's
0: AOL for us old folks.
1: You've got mail. (laughs) Right. So it's, it's, he just comes at it at a different, uh, from a different direction because yeah. his exposure has been different. Right. And so some things he'll catch on quicker than I would think he would, and other things will be slower just yeah. because of the nature of technology. Right. It's so vast.
0: And it makes you better, although I can't imagine you could be <laughs> it's any fa- no, it's better than you are. But at, anytime you yeah. bring somebody in that's got skills that you don't have, right. it, it levels you up,
1: absolutely a gaming
0: term. Yeah. <laughs> it levels you up, right? Eric, what has it been like for you kind of learning from our master guru Sherpa guide here. What's it been like? Oh,
2: it's been awesome. I mean, you know, you you know, Brad, you know how laid back he is. Uh, I don't feel like intimidated or like uh, under pressure to like learn these things like really fast or quickly. Like I know we like to take our time learning these things and uh, like reiterating it sort of going over it again. Been good.
0: So when you joined the group at a higher level, you've already mm. we talked about how you were there as a kid, and then you kind of moved up and stuff. Yeah. What challenges have you faced, and what have you learned from Brad? And the reason why I'm asking these things is usually on this show we cover technology as a an entity, but this is talking about the gap, mm-hmm. which is called the bridge the digital divide yep. right the gap between the haves and the have-nots and technologies and also the age groups too brad you got to stop laughing over there you just have to <laughs> but i what i'm saying is did you find that you know the gap was interesting challenging
2: yeah, yeah. no i mean the gap is it's it's there for sure um right. i noticed the gap the most just in my tech helps uh, Yes. Uh, yeah most yes. Uh, the vast majority of my tech help uh I guess clients, patrons yes. are uh, elderly folks, right? Um, just here's to...
0: the power button, right?
2: Exactly, yeah. And I'm
0: guilty of that too, right? You know? Yeah, I mean, just here's last... refresh, right? Yeah, exactly,
2: yeah. exactly, exactly yeah. yeah. Just last week, I was teaching some uh, some woman how to add contacts to her flip phone. So wow, that was, that was, yeah. I would still
0: be using my flip phone if I could, but
2: yeah, it makes I, texting I, difficult. I hear that a lot. Yeah, yeah.
0: they're um, nice. I still love them. I do. They're yeah, they were sure. small and. They did the job. but They're reliable. Yeah, but yeah. you had to move forward with the times, and I had mm-hmm. to get a thing that could take pictures because yep. flip phones don't do that, right? Okay, exactly. Do you got, what do you guys use for uh, software for um, the marketing that you do? Do you use Canva, so, Photoshop? I'm yeah. just surprised I knew what that was, Brad. Yes, I do. We use it here. But what do you guys use in case anybody listening is in the know?
2: Yeah, so Canva is the biggest one that we use for graphic design stuff. Okay. Uh, We also use uh, some of the Adobe programs. Okay. So we have access to Adobe InDesign for creating, like, documents and stuff like that. Um, uh, Most of my schooling was done in the Adobe programs, Mm -hmm. so I'm pretty knowledgeable with the whole Creative Cloud suite. Ooh, Um, the cloud. (laughs) It's my favorite place. um, But Canva is awesome because Canva is, like, super easy to use. Yes. And... Yeah, I think
0: awesome. it's much more user-friendly than Photoshop. I tried oh, to okay. learn Photoshop and I just was like,
2: forget yeah. it, I can't do it. Yep.
0: But Canva seems more intuitive. Yep. And I think the help section in Canva is easier to access. Photoshop, yeah. I don't even know that they had that.
2: Right, yeah. You know? Canva is just, it's way easier to use. Um, you definitely can, you can do a lot less with Canva than you can do in Photoshop. How so, tell us. Oh, man. Well, um, we
0: have like 19 hours, so okay. go for it. <laughs> no, but I mean, Photoshop, for, for me, Photoshop was hard because just getting the actual document area to appear was mm. a challenge. And then once yeah. you did that, learning all the tools at the top mm. of the toolbar right. was not intuitive. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's a paint bucket. I get it. Yeah. But making it do what I wanted, I, I wanted to cry. But right. Canva, easy peasy, I yeah. think. Yep. So tell me what you think is are the benefits and um, differences.
2: So uh with with Canva it's it's nice because um I think if you if you're if you're designing like a standalone document, a standalone flyer, I think mm-hmm. Canva is better. Just because, like a, a quick a quick um, yes. little flyer. It's um yeah, it's it's quicker. There's less to look at, so you can just it's like less confusion yes, in your mind. Yes, yes. Um with um uh sorry, like Photoshop Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely do a lot more. Um, but I think also duplicating documents in Photoshop is a lot easier. Yes. So say if you if you want to like create like a, a whole um, line of flyers or something, doing right. that in Photoshop, I think would be a lot easier for me. Interesting. Um, but,
0: okay, yeah, so obviously, like like, like usual, it depends on the application and what you want to do. Yeah. But would you say to someone if you're trying to learn the process, start with Canva and then move to Photoshop? Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's funny because Photoshop is an older, right, age wise technology yeah. than Canva is, mm-hmm. but Canva I do feel is more user friendly just yeah. from a novice point of
1: view. Yeah,
2: and I think that's yeah. just because Canva was just made later than Photoshop. Like right. Photoshop is still trying to hang on to some of those elements that were made in the past, and they might not be that user-friendly anymore. I'm
0: thinking they probably, as a marketing specialist, we can Mm. go there. I'm thinking Photoshop is probably thinking, we're the good old standby, solid state thing, and Canvas the newbie. And I would imagine if I were a Photoshop marketing specialist, I would be trying to replicate some of what canva has mm-hmm. so that i can hang on to my users and subscribers mm-hmm. and i know canva has a really nice free version too yep. that's got a lot of bells and whistles yep. too but i don't exactly. think photoshop has that yeah
2: right? yeah no they don't you can't get a free photo you can't get any free versions of the adobe programs at most you'd get it for a month before you have to start paying yeah. for it um, uh oh. Yeah. Uh
0: oh, Photoshop. You better get with the times, it's, right? It's really
2: expensive too. Yeah. It's not like it's like a $10, $15 a month. You know, you're talking like $50 a month for right. some of these programs, right. which is crazy.
0: Right. Um, wow. So, do you, so I guess you like both. I obviously, do, I like But both, it depends yeah. on what your end goal is. As right. So, what you'll use. Yeah.
2: It, yeah. Just as the Adobe programs are a lot more robust. If I was like at some corporation where I really had to, you know, put out this, marketing material i will definitely use the adobe programs um here it's just a lot more simple you know we're just making flyers for you know like a a lego event that's happening upstairs right Right. it's a lot easier to do that but your
0: catalog is quite slick brad Mm -hmm. let's talk about that um newsletter i want to say not catalog but you guys give out this great
1: oh the brochure yeah Yeah. that's really good what do
0: you use to make that
1: i think that's InDesign. And so, like with the yeah, InDesign. So, I yeah. don't
0: know what is that now. This part of really this, now.
1: Yeah, oh, so it's okay. part of the Adobe suite. So like you have Photoshop, but the Adobe Creative Cloud suite also has uh, InDesign. And okay. so like Photoshop is for like photographs and images and like okay. really image heavy. But with InDesign, you can do a lot more text based stuff. Okay. And so it a- allows Ellen to really um, effectively use all the space, so like creating little boxes and creating images yes. in the boxes and all that kind of stuff. So you could probably do that in Canva, but the great the thing about Canva is it kind of, it saw what what Photoshop was offering and then just kind of stripped it back. And mm. so when Photoshop was the only game in town, you had to hire someone who had like a degree in graphic design in order right. to do anything. And it uh, it democratized va- basically graphic design by making it really straightforward. Like Eric was saying earlier, is you can do a lot less in Canva, but for the mo- for the vast majority of people wanting to create these graphics, mm. they just need something quick that doesn't look sloppy. Right. And Canva's just as good as for, Photoshop.
0: For me, Canva made me feel smart. <laughs>
1: yeah, Instant sure.
0: gratification. Like, I can do this. Yeah. But Photoshop, I just felt like, forget it so that's
1: something called ux no. right user experience design and so like when software developers are creating the application that's a often overlooked uh area
0: yes because you're all having a graphic design party without me <laughs> thanks so much but no i mean and yes. you know and that's probably why canva is jumping higher mm-hmm. but do you eric do you think photoshop will ever die
2: no I I don't th- I don't think Adobe is ever gonna like leave the whole graphic design world right. or just design or whatever they are. Yes, they um, they they're, they just have such that that name is just so right. like, ingrained in that right. field that I really don't think it's gonna go right. anywhere. Yeah, exactly. It's a yeah. verb now. Exactly. How, yeah. Wow, how
0: did they do that?
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah, stock you're, you're,
0: must have went right through the roof when that <laughs> happened. But to your point, though. Um, Knowing that it's going to exist forever, I will mm-hmm. bet you the Photoshop marketing geniuses are probably telling their programmers to include some of the Canva oh, definitely. options yeah. because you know that eventually they're going to say, hey, we're just like that other guy in quotes yeah. and we're all going to know what they mean. Mm-hmm. So that would be a good marketing strategy, right? Yeah, you have to keep yeah.
2: your eye on competition, see what they're doing to yeah. see how you can be better than them. And so, to make
0: it yeah. user-friendly, that is yeah. so important, right, Brad? From your point of view.
1: Absolutely. Because if people aren't going to use it, if it takes too long to learn, people are going to use something simpler.
0: And it just makes the consumer, myself or user, feel dumb. (laughs) And and I'm not going to use something that's going to, you know, if I'm trying to make a party invitation, I don't want to spend six hours trying to put a flower in place when in Canva, it's drop and drag mostly. Exactly. Right? Yep. All right.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who's coming up in the realm that's gonna, you think, eclipse Canva? Is there anybody new that you kids of today are using that you know is gonna be the big thing?
2: That is a great question. You should
0: make something. You can call it the Bearaby thing or something. <laughs>
2: that would be uh, that would be awesome. Because if, if you did could that, marry if, if I I you got...
0: could marry Photoshop and Canva together mm-hmm. and call it something else,
2: yeah. I don't know if I have the the technical coding. Oh, uh, well, you background. and Brad can do it together in <laughs> your spare time. But
0: you know what Maybe. I'm saying. Something yeah. will come up eventually because that's, yeah. that's what oh,
2: always for sure. happens. Yeah, yeah. There's always going to be something releasing. Yes. That's, you know the next.
0: Um, All right. Yeah. How do you feel marketing plays a part in keeping libraries relevant? And we'll just wait as you answer that lovely um, lengthy question. But how do? But I mean, seriously, marketing is a big piece.
2: Yeah. So, I, um, I think
0: and the, your clientele is broad you've yeah. got four-year-olds to 90-year-olds exactly yeah right
2: i think the biggest thing is that marketing just like wasn't a thing in libraries in yeah. The past.
0: yeah because you just go there
2: yeah and now it's like an it's an actual like position right so like like ellen who was our actual marketing librarian like i don't shout think... out ellen yeah we hey, love El- you hey, ellen. El. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I don't think her position was like used to be a position right because you know? in the olden
0: days back before time was invented in my era, Um, we only had librarians, and we had, I think, a research librarian. That was Mm -hmm. like a separate person. So we had like the regular librarian person who would check out your books, and we used to go to the thing called a card catalog. You guys can look it up. It's a draw that comes out with stuff in it. Okay. And that's what we used to do. We would look it up ourselves, and then we would go to the desk and If we couldn't find it, somebody would give it to us. And then they had the research librarian. So, like, if you were doing a thesis or a college project, you would sit with them and they would help you. And also back then, the only things that were offered for extra programs were, like, kids' story hour, and that was really it. And then jump 20 to 25 years, you guys do a ton of stuff. So how do you make sure the community knows? I'm always amazed. Every time I open your brochure the plethora of things yep. that actually, libraries used to be spaces, but they're not that anymore. No. So how does that affect you as a marketing specialist?
2: Yeah, um, I guess, uh, you know, dealing with the that big range of people, um, the, the age range, you know, right. designing different things for the age ranges, um, physical versus digital um, yes. dis- design, you know, yes. obviously now in the digital age, you have to, Put things on the website, make banners for the website. Events right. coming. Right. Except up.
0: that if I'm 80, I don't want. That. Exactly. So you still. Need, I want need the, the, the physical print. paper. Yeah. So we have to print. Right. We
2: print everything off as well and offer the, yeah. the print as well.
0: How was that for you? Because you're from the digital age, so yeah,
2: I printing mean, something, yeah, really, printing something. Yeah, printing something. Um, to be to be honest, in school, I I did like a lot of printing and really? just a lot of like physical design. Um, cause they really enforced that they, cause uh, a lot of the professors that I had in the graphic design field, like mm-hmm. they grew up doing physical graphic design where you had like rulers and stuff. And, yeah. You know, I'm familiar with what those are. Things fly, Like flyers with rulers and yes. stuff like that. So, yes.
0: So my background, I went to Shoshine Tech and my actual okay. field was graphic design. Oh, so wow. I right. used a T-square and oh, nice. I know all about centering nice. stuff. What a royal pain. I'm, I'm so much happier yeah. to not have to do all that math and measuring
1: yep. and yeah. all that
0: I, mean, I even made plates for printing, and the whole okay. nine. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: So they they uh, made it very clear that that was still an important part of like yes. history and stuff that we should know that. And that history is in, in so a, cute.
0: In, in, our, in our
2: jobs in the future, we might have to do that. You know, it's not going to all be. <laughs> you digital, might have so. to print something
0: for those older <laughs> yeah, people. So. I still like the physical, tangible. I'm just. Yeah. I, yeah. I've seen that commercial on TV where they. Um, don't know who it's for but they show you know older folks and it's it's a I think it's an insurance commercial where the guy is trying to help people buy houses um, not act like their parents mm-hmm. and <laughs> the guy says to the the bad guy we don't print off the internet but I do all the time I do I know I don't have to but I would much rather have a physical piece of yeah. paper, then put it in my favorites or go to a link. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that's somewhat of a older generation thing. I would rather print it than rely on what if the computer doesn't come up, right. what if I yeah. can't get Wi Fi? What if yeah. the iPad doesn't work? I would rather have the physical. Yeah, tangible. I, I think it's satisfying too. It seeing is. it. You make a design yes. and then you
2: print it off, and you're like, "This." That's is a, this a very is good point. Made. So, too. yeah,
0: yeah, and and yeah. even all of the government agencies and things are going more digital, but I still we still need the physical yeah. Yeah. paper. Right? I think we will for a
2: long time. Still. Good. Yeah. It's, I'm I don't so think it's, glad. I don't think it's going anywhere, except
0: that soon. we have to figure out ways to save trees. But yeah. other than that, we're good. Yep. What do you think about all this, Brad? Now your piece is the technology piece, but you do some marketing too, because People wouldn't come for tech help if they didn't know it was there. And how do you make sure they know?
1: Right. So, yeah. So, like, the website is a good way to advertise. Uh, social media is a big way. And so I manage I manage a lot of the website. But Eric does a lot of that stuff, too. Ellen and Eric both handle all the social media. And that's a way to, like, get the people that are, like, digital only mm. informed on what the different programs are. And then we have, like you said, the brochure. Mm-hmm. And Eric said the flyers and everything like that. So, like, you, we want to make sure that we reach people where they are. And so that's where having both is very valuable, being able to create a digital sign, but also have a print version of that. Mm -hmm. Because like the colors on a computer are different than the colors that you can print out. And so there's a lot of nuance involved. So you can't just like print out something you made for our digital sign. You have to adapt it.
0: So what about accessibility? I mean, that's really what we're talking Mm -hmm. about here, making sure that everyone can access whatever they want. In whatever way they want. But, boy, that's a big umbrella yeah. for libraries and businesses, too, to be able to, you know, if you're selling a product, you want to make sure you're doing social media. Eric with marketing knows that. Mm-hmm. But you're also doing print media. you mm-hmm. probably maybe even doing some newspapers, too. I, still. I know, yeah, I think we have you know? ads
1: in the town crier. I think we do use the town crier to get to people, but, like, for, yeah. like— I, thinking of accessibility program episodes we just did, I don't know if we're reaching like the visually impaired right. because it doesn't matter if it's digital or physical if they can't read it because right. it's not big enough. They still can't read right, it. Right, which so. is what I
0: was going to ask you. Yeah. I mean, are any of your flyers or is your brochure recorded so people so, could hear it instead yeah. of...
1: So we load the brochure online and as a PDF, it's we use um, optical character recognition. so like screen readers will be able to read it. And also being online, you can zoom, right? So you can make the text bigger on the on the digital screen that you can't do with the printed brochure. So there's that, but I would like to see maybe that, maybe that's the next thing, the next avenue we explore is like Hey, well, you uh, know, you can just say
0: that I thought of it. Yeah, there we go. Give credit. It's
1: it's an Elisa Kampala (laughs) way of (laughs) marketing. Yes, yes, I love it.
0: And obviously if someone is hearing impaired, they can simply read. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's less. So that's covered. Right, yeah. But as, as far as. Someone visual, who yeah. can yeah. then
1: the, and so like also like having all of the brochures and everything online allows mobility challenged people to be able to figure out whether it's worth their while to come to the library,
0: right? Even though the library is fully accessible to anybody, as Most far as areas. and I'm, I'm talking about mm-hmm. yes. you know wheelchairs and, yes. and other things that yes. you would use to get in, yep. you know, mm-hmm. so that's good. Yeah. So how are you going to take what you're learning from Eric and what you already know and combine those into what's next? For the library,
1: give Eric more work. <laughs>
0: Good, great answer. We can we can stop the podcast no. right here.
1: And it's true, right? Because he has a different way of looking at things. Like uh, we were talking before we came on, and and uh, he's he's big into video games. And yes, see, as seeing the progression of how video games have changed over the years. How can, we, how can we rope that into our marketing and, right. and technolo- technological offerings? Right,
0: and I mean, you're going to get the, the kids, air quotes, <laughs> in if you rope them in with getting them in the building yeah. first with mm-hmm. gaming, and then they're going to see. Because if you haven't been to the library in a long time, it's not what it was before. No. I don't go often, but when mm-hmm. I do go in there, I'm always amazed at how everything has changed so much. So mm-hmm. if you're going to get the youth in and keep them, mm-hmm. That's how you're going to do it, right, Eric? From a marketing standpoint, you want to retain right. that client. So, how do you do that?
2: Um, hosting programs that uh, happen again
0: and speak to their needs. Yeah, I'm not. Exactly. I I might not go to crocheting, but mm. I might go to gaming or Legos right. too. It's a big right. thing too. Yeah, but right. how do you help design? Or probably the programs are created and they tell you to market them. I would guess. That do is what you have, happens. Yeah. Do you have a hand in sort of saying, hey, why don't we try this?
2: Or... Uh, I'm sure I could maybe pitch some ideas, but I generally know. Um, I think the adult services librarian, Erin, kind of like does a lot of the programming. Okay. Um, and then, they, yeah, they other people kind of like make the programs. I just right. d- design the.
0: Well, you don't just design. It's <laughs> yeah. good because without that, nobody would come. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the flashier it is, depending on the age group, though. Right. Because you need to think about an older person might not want all that extra schmextra, but a youth eyesight might hone Mm -hmm. right in on something. So as a marketing specialist, did you learn anything about reaching your audience appropriately?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, so far, honestly, I think it's like too early to tell. Like I've only been at this position for a month, but just from from school, um, just design design. methodology, if that's the word, just yeah. in, in general. Sure, we'll, we'll take just, it. Yeah, just, um, you know, picking a target audience, you right. know, figuring out who your target audience is is like right. the biggest thing.
0: But um, inclusion is such a big thing now too. Yeah. So you have to be careful about that as well. Right. Yeah, you no, want to make is, sure that everything true, yeah. is accessible to everyone. It's a yeah. big, big ask. Yeah,
2: there's a big checklist you have to go through now. Really? Especially if you're designing for, like, corporations where you can be sued and stuff, like accessibility um, what we yeah. were just talking about, you know, people that are, um, you know, visually impaired, someone just, I forget what company it was, but they just sued um, a, a major company because they weren't able to, uh, like, see the text on their website because like, wow. the website wasn't accessible to them. Right. And that's technically he was able to, like, get away and win that right. lawsuit.
0: And you know, diversity and inclusion are big buzzwords right now. And mm-hmm. I think the libraries in general have always been very good about that. The whole purpose of the library. What is it, Ben Franklin, who created libraries? Brad, we it can, go, we, can look, back. we can look that up. It goes back. further back. It's
1: France, I think. Is uh, oh, France invented France. the card catalog using old playing cards? So <gasps> look that's at fun. what you know. Yeah. So Aren't it, you it's, lucky, it's, Eric. And then you have the Library of Alexandria. So it goes oh. back centuries or millennia. Okay,
0: but I guess the point of it is that accessibility was a thing even then. We just mm. we're just talking about it now.
1: We yeah.
2: weren't
0: talking about then because the whole point of libraries was so that everyone could be educated. Right. Right.
1: Up, sort yes. up. Sure. of so like you, you, if you see like like Philadelphia the Philadelphia library system is called the Philadelphia free library because yes. that wasn't a thing so the first free library in the world was only uh, created in the 1800s and it's in Peterborough New Hampshire have you been there I have actually I knew it I knew it. road trip <laughs> road so trip it wasn't and so I think that is I think it's a great example of how libraries changed. Yes. before it was for the elite because they were subscription based right. they had no fiction it was all about bettering yourself and being mm-hmm. a better basically white landowning man yes and but, farming i'm yes, sure a
0: lot of it was right. how to plant seeds yeah. and so it's changed but that,
1: that's one of the first pivots you did right the libraries did is like okay let's open it up to everybody and see what we can do and so wow. that goes to opening it up and not 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 costing anything right to like what it's libraries are for everyone that's what the, wow. the slogan is now and
0: imagine in those days the uproar that would have caused because it really was an elite society oh, and yeah. everybody else, right? right? So imagine what a big deal that mm-hmm. would have been then to, we, we don't want these these right. people yeah. reading, right? Because right? then they'll know stuff and then they'll want to be better yeah. and, and then they'll run off from our farm or whatever, <laughs> yeah, right? So that's fascinating because mm-hmm. education is the key to advancement. We mm-hmm. all know that. Mm-hmm. But that's fascinating that wow, that must have been yeah. super-duper yeah. controversial when it happened. I'm sure. It's
1: like technology now, right? That's the, the next uh, pivot that we've made is, like, everything's online. So we're still in the business of giving information to people, but it's in a different medium now.
0: Right. You're delivering so, it in a mm-hmm. different manner.
1: Something programming is yes. huge now, too, because we have a yes. small library. And so all the flyers that Erica is making for... Uh, programming, because we have to rely on bringing people into the library and engaging them in that manner, because we can't, we don't have the space for a huge physical collection, or the money for a huge digital collection. right And so you focus on programming as well.
0: And now we also have, what do you call it, when we talk to other libraries, what's the word, consortium? Consortium, yeah. We have that, which, that's huge, too. That allows us to give
1: books to, like, the old old methodology of it is, like, just books. So, like, because we're part of the Merrimack Valley Library Consortium, we have access to the, card, catalog, the card, yeah, basically, the catalogs of 36 libraries. And so, like, we can offer the e-books or di- digital books or, right. with the pandemic. Erin, the uh, Dell Services Librarian. we got to get her part- in here. I do. She has the she has yeah. services double booked here at WCTV. <laughs> well, we could
0: make her do Bridging the Digital Guide. There we divide. go. Yeah. Make. Ask her nicely because yes. I'm sure she would do it. Uh-huh. All right. Big yeah. question, and then we'll go to food for thought. Okay. Do you think libraries are going to ever become obsolete?
1: No, absolutely not. Because it is the only free space available in in the world now. Because you have to, if you want to hang out at the mall, like the security aren't going to let you stay there forever, and and you, so you don't have to, you don't have to pay, which is huge for accessibility. And then everybody wants to, everybody wants to learn something, right? right. Whether it's useful or not is subjective. And so having a, play, a free place to go to get information. Where else are you going to get that? True.
0: But I think that the marketing piece that Eric is focused on, and you do marketing too, but it's not your primary focus. But you wouldn't have clients if you didn't do some marketing. And you wouldn't have repeat business if you weren't as good as you are.
1: (laughs) Right? No, it's true. But
0: without that, I don't know if libraries would survive. And I still think we need more marketing because I still think… People think libraries are what they used to be. Absolutely, still,
1: it's. I think it's great because like, Wilmington has been so good. Like my job, the technology librarian, doesn't exist even in all libraries in Massachusetts. Ellen's job doesn't exist in so many libraries, and the fact that. Uh, Tina has even taken that to the next Tina step. Tina Stewart, right? Yeah, Tina Suit, mm-hmm. the library director. Yep. She's taken it to the next step, so that she has. We have dedicated positions, Ellen and I, and then there's so much work that we have to do that Eric's job is, is around. So it used to be a cataloging position, and we repurposed it so like we could have more. We could do more marketing and more technology.
0: All right, Eric. That question to you. Do you think you'll be out of a job someday because libraries will be no more?
1: I hope not.
2: It's not going to uh, happen, kid. I'm I, telling you, no, it's not going to happen. I really don't think libraries are going anywhere. Right. Just the name library, I think, like holds some value. Yes. Like if I don't, I couldn't see like a bill passing to like get rid of the town's library. You know, right. Like something like that. Right. So
0: I. They won't give them the nice new big building they want, which <laughs> I'm going to say. Yeah. But but it'll happen eventually. Yeah. But um, I do think that marketing is crucial because a lot of times I might see on Facebook a friend post, oh, my daughter went to a thing where she met a princess. And where was that? The library. So I think a lot of times people don't really tap that resource. And that is where the marketing piece comes in, making sure that people are aware. Because I think for some people, until they have kids and they need to do things with their kids, it's not a resource they might use. It's funny because you use a library in college, of course, because... You need it yeah. then you maybe go into your like 20s or whatever you're done with college 25 30 or so you don't need it again then you get some kids and you're like what am i gonna do with these kids well the library's got passes to all these things so there's i think the gap there is is about yes you're nodding your heads what do you say to that eric
2: yeah um i
0: don't know what the marketing term for that is no, but I- there are gaps in there where i wouldn't go to the library but now i have grandchildren and. Right. I'm gonna to want to bring them to a story hour yeah. or do something with no, them. No, I
2: definitely notice that a lot. Yeah. Uh, at the library, there's there's the the ranges. Um, I definitely don't see a lot of kids my age at the right. library. Uh, right. Twenty to twenty, you know, twenty five. Right. Is kind of like that weird period where it's like you know you're out of college, but
0: right. And the last place you want to be when you graduate is anything to do with a library. You need a break after mm-hmm. that. I mm-hmm. know. I when I first graduated, I would wake up and go. Do I have projects Do yep. You know, it t- took me a while to oh, get yeah. used to that. So sometimes you're like, no, I think I'm done with that. But yeah. as you do get into different phases of your life, mm-hmm. there are different uses for the yep. library. And it's nice to know that it's still there. I might not be using it, but it's nice that it's still there and yep. it hasn't gone away. Yep. Let's do our food for thought. I'm going to go ahead and play the little intro for that right now. And now it's time for your technology tidbit, food for thought. All right, Eric brought it along today. What you got for us?
2: So my food for thought has to deal with, um, so I guess earlier we were talking about just my history in gaming, Yeah. just me starting gaming when I was younger. Yes. And that's sort of what got me introduced to technology in general was gaming. Yes. And here we are like in the present and obviously technology is just gonna keep advancing. So I think they're eventually gonna have kids start learning technology at younger and younger ages.
0: How much younger are we talking? Are we in utero here? So I mean, I,
2: this was just like my question. Like how, like how far is pushing it to where like. All right.
0: How far? I'll bite.
2: I don't know. Like like. Okay, 10, if you had kids, eight?
0: would you think six or five? i don't
2: know i mean if i had kids i would probably want them to <laughs>
0: you're already doing it you know make me some because money, when we know. give them very good <laughs> when we give them little ipads streaming or when they that's mm-hmm. they're not using it but they're benefiting from it so they're right. exposed to it
2: they're exposed to it yeah. And
0: are other countries doing it differently
2: you know i'm not too sure and th- you know the thing is like when you give the kid the ipad it's like a lot of games and stuff yes. like that but you know like when is that going to turn into like actual like technology training. Well, look where like, it led you. you know. Yeah. You started
0: out in a basement, in yeah, a chair, staying Warcrafts, up all night, right? Five years old, And, yeah. and look at where you are now, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it could happen. I will bet you, Brad, and nothing against our Asian worlds, but I'll bet you Chinese kids are learning it more and doing more younger actually right? i can
2: chime in on that real oh, good quick. please do so uh south korea is actually the hub of like the gaming world i saw a documentary seoul, on that Se- seoul yeah i think it's seoul south yeah, korea yeah. it's like yeah that it is like the hub of the world for gaming fascinating so uh yeah, they have like all the uh gaming cafes there and everything where you can sit down and just game yeah
0: and, yeah. and that obviously it's a distraction there's probably some benefit to yeah. it yeah I don't know. I,
2: yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's definitely a huge problem there.
0: Fascinating, though, because, Brad, maybe you can speak to this. Do they have the same Internet connections? Like we talked once, I think, about other countries. We did a whole episode. Yeah. I want to say season two early on. We did a whole episode about how different countries uh, use yeah. the Internet. Remember, we talked about some countries actually block what comes in. Yeah. You can't see things right. or you, you'll go on Facebook. but. Everything will be blocked. It'll just have the F and the A, and you <laughs> won't see the rest. So I'm wondering if if their internet connectivity, Seoul must have it because otherwise they wouldn't be able to be gaming at the rate they are.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think it comes to the investment, and because like Eric was saying, it's the hub of gaming. Gaming mm-hmm. takes more resources than anything because right. it's having to constantly update what's going on, what's in your screen. So it's video, uh, audio, like right. uh, like CGI. Right. It's like so right. much. And so because it's so pivotal to their economy, they're going to, mm. the government is going to invest in, I bet they have like universal broadband or probably fiber over there. Yeah. So like something that we... That we'll do the, a show on it. Yeah, so we'll do and a show that'd be a great it. show. Um, yeah. We have Eric come back. Yeah, we can, cool. <laughs> you can
0: tell us all about gaming.
1: So like we were exposed in the United States with uh, the pandemic when everybody was remote and going to Zoom. So many people didn't have fast enough connections right. to, to do remote. Even here, in, yeah, the, exactly. in the good
0: old US of A yeah. where we pride ourselves on these things, we didn't yeah. have
1: it. So I think that they make the investment because it's literally better benefits them as a mm. country because they that's can't, they can't, they can't advance the gaming culture and the games themselves. If they can't develop them, if the, if the connections aren't quick mm. enough.
0: And that would be a country I would not have guessed. If you gave me a list, I wouldn't have thought South Korea mm. would be because I, I yeah. think I always think of the, I probably am thinking more of North Korea and right. all of the suppression that's there. Yeah. That's fascinating to me that they would be the place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You never think, but they are. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's true. It's true. The North mm-hmm. and the South, very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So anything else, Eric? Thank you so much for coming and, and yeah. leaving the library and all your happy patrons waiting. Thank you for coming. <laughs> yeah, no To problem. visit with us. Anything else you'd like to add? Any shout-outs you want to do? Anything you'd like to say? Oh.
2: I can't think of anything off the okay. top of my head right now, but thank you for having me.
0: Of course. And you can come back and visit anytime. We will do a show on gaming, and maybe we'll get some okay. people from the Shawshin Tech, too, because they yeah. have a gaming and programming, what do I want to say, cluster is what they call it. Like a club? Yes. But okay. not just a club. It's actually an option. Oh, as really? To, to learn how to code oh, okay. and do all those so like things. game design. Yes. That's, right. That is what I was looking for. You okay. took the words right out of my that's mouth. That's pretty cool. And, Brad, what do you got to say today? Anything fun?
1: No. I mean, this has been a really good—I good, yeah. like I, I, I like where we've gone in this discussion because yeah. you never know where—with these guest stars, I have no, I can't do any preparation. Right. So I like know. The, the oh. companion page, we I haven't created anything. you got to just sit back and you relax, know? right? <laughs> it was a very relaxing sort of yeah, episode for good. me. <laughs> but no, I
0: mean, this is not generally our bailiwick. We generally focus on one, one thing, thing, but I still think we covered a lot— here in how technology and libraries and marketing and, and like I said, the gap between, mm-hmm. you know, I'm almost 60, you're 25, you're what? 30, 45 or something. Okay. So we're kind of covering all three yeah. of the age groups, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's
1: good. Yeah. yeah. So it's so, uh, this is good. Like 50,000 foot view, right. Cause we do kind of narrow in on a specific technology or app or something, right? but it's good to, to take a step back and kind of like see, survey the land and, Over over time.
0: And I'm thrilled that our library in Wilmington is so forward thinking and Mm -hmm. having these positions that you said other libraries may not have. I mean, this is not Boston. Right. But we've got stuff that's Mm -hmm. pretty darn good, I think. I think so, too. Well, that's good that you think that because you're over there. All right. I guess that's going to do it for this episode of Bridging the Digital Divide. Thanks so much for being with us. Of course, we'll have another exciting episode for you soon. And in that episode, we'll talk to you more about what's coming up. We usually do something pretty big for our 20th episode in each season that we do. So we will think of something really amazing and we will share it with you then. Thanks so much.